Most weight loss programs are short-term fixes, but managing your weight needs a long-term solution. And that's what makes Noom different. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 7th. Happy Friday, everybody. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Josiah Gray in a one to nothing game in Coors. Went six innings, one to run, eight hits, one walk, and six strikeouts across 102 pitches. He earned 19 whiffs and 30% CSW to earn himself a gallows pole. So... If you remember me talking about Josiah Gray, it's pretty clear, right? Oh, yeah, he's got that new cutter, and he's not throwing the fastball, and that's clearly what's going on. Well, he threw six cutters. What? Um, he threw about 65% sliders and curveballs. That is what happened here. 11 out of 43 whiffs on the slider, uh, 36% CSW, just 25% usage of four seamers. Fastballs weren't even in the zone. I mean, they were way out of it. Terrible. So maybe that's how Josiah Gray doesn't allow hard contact in his fastball. He just doesn't throw one in the zone whatsoever and then utilizes these sliders and curveballs. This kind of works. I mean, he did get singled out a bit here, eight hits, but also also like he had to throw some very hittable sliders and curveballs and whatnot. And the fastballs that were in the zone were like right down the middle. So Josiah Gray isn't fixed yet. And uh, he still has some bad matchups ahead. Uh, so when that happens... When he gets a good matchup, maybe we're in. But as of right now, you don't need to go and get Josiah Gray. Kyle Freeland was on the other side, and he went 0 for 22 CSW on a slider while sitting 87 to 88 on his fastball, and yet 6.2 innings, 0 and runs, 4 hits, 2 walks, 5 Ks in cores with a win against the Nationals. Come on, we're not. This is not sustainable. We know this. Um, 13 for 13 batters swung and made contact on his slider. Come on. Kevin Gosman went against Kansas City exactly what you expected against Kansas City with a win. Six innings, zero runs, four hits, two walks, seven Ks. Thing is, he was down four ticks on his four-seamer. Four. Not like one, not two, four. Kind of terrifying, but command was really good. Like It wasn't 95, it was 91. Arm side with the four-seamer splitters went underneath. This is why I only had ten whiffs. I... I don't know what's going on. I hope he's okay. We just keep going. Um, and cross our fingers. He gets the Tigers next. Dustin May looked really good against Arizona. Six innings, one and run, two hits, two walks, five Ks. He still is not getting secondary whiffs. The four-seamer is being used a little bit more upstairs, which is nice. He got five, six whiffs on that. That's cool. But still nine whiffs here in 83 pitches for Dustin May. I'm I'm waiting for that to really click in. Now, I think that Dustin May going inside to righties with sinkers is great. Four seamers get used again in cutters against lefties. I think that's pretty much what everyone should be doing. That is the book for me. Is you throw sinkers to righties, cutters to lefties inside. Stay inside on both. Don't go away. And you can spot it at times. Do backdoor, all that kind of stuff. Sure, mix in a little bit, but really that's the game plan. And then sliders should be down in glove side. Changeups should be down and arm side. And curveballs for strikes or underneath the zone. Like, that's that's what it should be for everybody. I hope that Dustin May kind of does that. 
he it feels like he should get there, but he might have a I don't know. He might be like Miles Michaelis, right? Uh and not to mention this was against Merrill Kelly and Dustin versus Kelly reminds me of Saved by the Bell in uh, the 90s. Uh but Merrill Kelly might have more strikeouts than Dustin May this year. Uh, and Merrill Kelly didn't do so well against the Dodgers. 5.2 innings, 4 and runs, 6 hits, 4 walks, 4 Ks. It's changed look nice at times, but it means the Dodgers, and you kind of don't really want to do that. And that that's how it is with Merrill Kelly. Like, he's a streaming option for 6 innings against a weak team, but, like, against the Dodgers, you don't want to do it. He is always going to hint 100 pitches, though. And so for quality start leagues, he's actually he's a Toby again for that, but you don't start him against tough matchups. Uh, you have Alex Wood, three innings, one and run against the White Sox, 71 pitches. A little disappointing that he only went 71. His fastball velocity was a little bit down. Uh, didn't get as many whiffs as we normally see. Six hits, two walks, three Ks here. Uh, I don't really think we need to hold on to him against the Dodgers, but maybe we're back in for that stream against the Tigers after. Uh, Chris Sale against the Tigers, five innings, three and runs, four hits, three walks, seven Ks. He did not look good early. His fastball velocity ranged from 89 to 95, sitting around 91, 92. Oh, boy. Back in the day, it was like 96, and we were accepting 94, 95, and now we're accepting 91, 92. But if someone's able to do it and be successful for your teams, it's Chris Sale, I think, with a really good slider and changeup still. So you hold on to him, and he's helpful for your 12-teamers. Just don't expect him to be an ace-is-going-to-ace kind of guy, and that's fine. Uh, Spencer Strider against the Padres ace is going to ace. He had three walks and four hits, and his four-seamer actually was more hittable than he usually is. Um, he had 18 total whiffs, 39% CSW, because the slider was just insane, 49% CSW. Um, but the four-seamer was a little bit worse. Eh, Spencer Strider is great. Uh, Blake Snell, everyone's so upset about Blake Snell, and he's so close again, though. Like, the ceiling of Blake Snell is insanely good. And we're going to see it. Uh, 3.2 innings, 400 runs, 6 hits, 4 walks, 2 Ks yesterday against Atlanta. He just bounced so many secondaries. The slider went 8 for 24 strikes. Like, you got to fix this. His four-seamer wasn't as good as the first one. And when Snell has his four-seamer in the zone, it generally makes it so that guys swing more at the slider. But you can't bounce this many. Same with the curveball. You got you to gotta do better than this. Uh, it's a tweak. It will happen. Snell will be very good. He gets the Mets and the Braves next. Oh, boy. Good luck. Um, you could still excel in both of them. But if you want to just say no for the first one, yeah, I get that. Uh, Spencer Turnbull against the Red Sox had one whiff in 72 pitches. 5.2 innings, 5 earned runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, 1K. How am I going to butter my bread with this? Yeah. Um, leave him on the wire, and we just don't touch this. Uh, Jordan Lyles, I... <laughs> There are, sorry, there are kids outside my window, and it's hilarious. Welcome to New York. 5.2 innings, 5 earned runs, 8 hits, 0 walks, and 9 strikeouts against the Jays. 9 strikeouts is ridiculous, uh, but only 10 whiffs, and only 3 on the breaking balls, which, by the way, Jordan Lyles, that's how he has success. Normally, it's a slider and or a curveball working on a given night. Kind of didn't, really? I don't know. It's weird. We don't do it. Just don't do it again with Jordan Lyles. I feel like this is not going to happen again. It's good to see him at 106 pitches, though. At least you get a chance for six innings, right? Uh, and Lance Lynn, oh boy. Uh, 4.1 innings, eight earned runs, nine hits, three walks, five Ks. How do I feel about this? Well, I'm going to tell you after this break. 
Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. So Lance Lynn, his four-seamer was down to just 91 miles per hour against the Giants with those eight earned runs in 4.1 innings. He was throwing the thing right down the middle. And uh, the cutter wasn't doing much. He allowed a three-run shot to Conforto. He did have a really nice cutter against Jock Peterson, but it was a full count when he threw one at that hit Peterson, but Peterson swung. Like, that's kind of how the command was, right? And you got to hold on to this one. Lancelin has had a history of having these rough patches, and then all of a sudden he figures it out, and he's amazing. And it feels like it's one of those right now. We just kind of hold on to Lancelin and hope for the best. Uh, it's two starts, guys. We got to keep holding on for now. Uh, when it gets to be, like, the end of April, and we go, okay, maybe not. But right now, it's... April 7th. You gotta hold on. Uh, looking forward to today's and tomorrow's starting pitchers. Uh, we had some shifts from yesterday just because of all the rainouts and stuff. Clean Kershaw, Zach Wheeler, Brandon Woodruff, Hunter Green, Logan Gilbert, and Lucas Giolito are all auto starts. Nathan Evaldi, Chris Bassett, Zach Eflin, Alex Cobb, Marcus Stroman, Ty Lord McGill. Hopefully he earns that. I'm wearing my Ty Lord McGill shirt today just to try and send out good vibes as he's a stream pick of the day against the Marlins. And also Sonny Gray against the Astros is an auto start for me. Also is Marcus Stroman. A lot of people are terrified of both of these, saying the Rangers have been so good, you can't really do Marcus Stroman. Eh, I think it's small sample. A little bit, the, the Rangers offense isn't an elite one all of a sudden. I don't think so, at least. And Marcus Stroman... Good chance for six innings, wins. He had lost strikeouts last time. I feel like Marcus Stroman is like, yeah, you're. if you have Marcus Stroman, you're going to start him here. Same with Sonny Gray. The Astros are a little bit worse without Altuve. We've seen worse starters do well so far against them. And Sonny Gray, I think, is a solid pitcher. You're just going to start him against the Astros. Uh, questionable start here. It's a long one, as it often is. Um, Edward Cabrera against the Mets. I don't trust the fastball enough at the moment. Uh, Patrick Sandoval against the Jays is just very risky. High whip incoming here. Clark Schmidt against the Orioles. I really hope the uh, 35 to 40% sliders really shapes the start in the way that we want it to. Uh, Aaron Savali against the Mariners. He's a Toby. Jack Flaherty, I'm so terrified, but it's the Brewers, and like it could be much better. I don't know. I think I should have had Flaherty lower. I, I just don't. I, I hate this. Nick Martinez, I really do like, but it's Atlanta, and I feel like that's just not going to help you, so you probably shouldn't be starting him. But I love Nick Martinez for the full year against teams that are not elite offenses. Uh, Jose Arquiti against the Twins. He didn't really do too well in the first one. The Twins are a good offense. Ken Waldachuk against the Rays. Rays are a solid offense, and Ken Waldachuk, he could come through with the fastball, but there really hasn't been enough that he's proven so far. Brad Keller against the Giants. It's Brad Keller. The Giants have jumped on the White Sox the past couple days. So, 
Yeah, and then you have Rich Hill, who somehow got you strikeouts last week. But the White Sox are a, a decent squad, and that should go uh, the White Sox way. So, like, that's why Jack Flaherty is where he is. The guys underneath in the questionable start here are not starts I really like either. So maybe Jack Flaherty can make it work, even though I'm terrified of what he's doing. In the do not start tier, it's Dean Kramer, Mackenzie Gore. Uh, Dean Kramer goes against the Yankees. It's just it's not enough of a ceiling. Mackenzie Gore is actually very intriguing, and maybe I'm un- like the Rockies at the beginning of the year. Are they generally worse because they were away from cores for a bit? So they might be like off. I uh, you know they might be not really used to cores yet. So like they were better on the road and they might be worse in cores now. I don't know. Mackenzie Gore looked good in the first start, but you're not going to do this. It's too risky in cores. Jared Schuster is going for the Padres today. He didn't look good in his first one. It was a lot of jitters. I think he'll be better, but it's at a point of like, we just are not going to do this until we see Jared Schuster come through, right? And Padres are a dangerous team. And then you have Jose Arana in cores against the Nationals. Absolutely not. And Madison Bumgarner against the Dodgers. No, thank you. Uh, you have tomorrow not any aces. There are no aces here in the top tier. But Jeffrey Springs is going against uh, the Athletics. And hopefully he really comes out and has a wonderful start that is just glistening rainbows um, against the Athletics. I mean, he did really well the first time. Uh, Brady Singer uh, against the Giants. I feel like Singer's looking good with better movement on his sinker. And the Giants aren't too intimidating. Could I sing it against the Marlins? Uh, hopefully he doesn't walk anybody. If he doesn't walk guys, then that's all great. Nick Lodolo gets the Phillies. The Phillies can hurt him a bit, but he also had 22 whiffs in his first start, so I'm all cool there. Nestor Cortez, Joe Ryan, and Joe Montgomery close this one out. Uh, Cortez against the Orioles. Like, you're going to start him there. Joe Ryan gets the Astros, but it's Joe Ryan, and Joe Ryan's really good, and he can do well against the Astros. And Joe Montgomery, uh, if you have him, I think you're just starting him against the Brewers. Like, I don't love it, but yeah, he's an auto start. Probable starts here. Mike Clevenger against the Pirates. I don't believe that he's as good as he was in the first one, but as the first start, but it's the Pirates, so you're just going to do that one. Sean Manaya, we don't know how many uh, pitches he's going to go. If you told me that Manaya is getting 90 pitches against the Royals, oh man, like I'm so in on that. But he only had about two innings in relief against the White Sox in the last one. Is he fully stretched out? Are they going to let him go more than 70? I don't know. Uh, Noah Syndergaard and Martin Perez are kind of similar in that they're Tobies. Uh, Syndergaard has a better win chance, I think. Um, so he gets the Diamondbacks and Martin Perez gets the Cubs. Those are, those are fine starts to me. Luis Garcia against the Twins. I don't love, but maybe he's better than he was in his first start. His cutter was really good. The fastball and the slider were not. Um, but it's fine. I'm okay with it. And Charlie Morden was not good in his first start. He's a slow starter notoriously. Now he gets the Padres. I imagine some people want to bench him. That's fine with me. That's why he's not on the auto start tier. He's at the bottom of probable start. I think you just kind of keep going with Charlie Morton. Um, questionable start tier. Bailey Falter gets the Reds as our stream pick of the day. I don't love this because the Reds in Philly in, is like not that much worse than or much better for the pitcher than going to Great American Small Park. So it's pretty questionable to me. And Falter doesn't have the best upside, but maybe that does work. Uh, Tyler Anderson against the Jays. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Tobies here that are going against tough offenses, right? You have Michael Walker against Atlanta. You have Kyle Quantrill against the Mariners. Marco Gonzalez against the Guardians. Joey Wentz against the Red Sox. All of those are really, ugh. I don't really like them. Uh, you have Justin Steele. Justin Steele, but it's against the Rangers who have done well. 
Um, and you have Shintaro Fujinami against the Rays. Those guys are cherry bombs. Same with Tanner Houck. Even though it's the Tigers, you don't know what you're going to get. So if you're chasing some strikeouts, those are your options there. And in the do not start tier, another cherry bomb or two. Or you have Trevor Rogers against the Mets. You have Eric Lauer against the Cardinals. And you have Jose Barrios against Angels. I just don't want to rely on any of those. The other ones are more believable, I think, of having the positive start. While Cole Irvin um, and Zach Davies are more of the Toby types against bad matchups and just worse. Uh, Cole Irvin against the Yankees and Zach Davies against the Dodgers. Vince Velasquez against the White Sox. There's a chance, but no. And then Austin Gombers going against Trevor Williams in cores, and both of them are just not worth your time. But right, that is it for today. I'm doing these every weekend too now, so you're not going to miss a day without me. Thanks to everyone listening for these, making sure you leave the ratings and reviews. Those go so long, seriously. Thank you all for them. It's it's amazing and heartwarming. I appreciate you all so much. But that is it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babs be low and your strikeouts high.